It's gonna be a good day If you go the right way You might die quickly Or solve a mystery What adventure will you choose? What would Cherrick do? Uh, welcome back to What Would Cherrick Do? A Choose Your Own Adventure podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Chad. And uh, we're back again. Bet you guys thought you got rid of us, didn't you? Nope. <laughs> Not yet. We got you. No. In no way, shape, or form, because we never <laughs> said we were going to stop. So Bazinga. <laughs> Ka-chow! <laughs> Suckers! Or, all right, well. Well, anyway. Yeah, maybe that was a little harsh for the first part of the podcast, but whatever. Uh, we're glad you're here and listening to us. Uh, go through another one of these wonderful stories. I'm pretty excited about this one because there's a few of these books that tend to tie back to other books that we've done in the past. So, like, like there was Journey Under the Sea, and then we did Return to Atlantis. It was, Mm -hmm. like, the same universe. Like, it was the same characters, different parts of their lives. Almost like a sequel. And, And there was... Prisoner of the Ant People and War with the Evil Power Master. Totes. And so this is another one of those books. So Th- in, this the, one, yeah. in the first chapter, I don't remember what episode. I really can't name the number on this one, yeah, which no. I'm usually pretty good at. You know, it was somewhere between episode one and episode 25. Somewhere in there. I feel like it was around like 14. Yeah, I think it was somewhere in the middle. But um, uh, We did a book called Beyond Escape. Right. Where we were spies... In the Tertallian yeah. army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were like against the Duradans and we mm-hmm. flew ourselves into a cliff face. Yes. Yep. And, and we were going to like rescue two of our friends. Yes. Um, and so, so... What we've discovered is that we think that that was actually the second book in, in this particular story. Because the book we have today is Choose Your Own Adventure number eight. And it's just called Escape. And we did read the like back of the book summary, and it's very much about the Duradans and the Tertallians. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm kind of excited because it's not very often I feel like that there's these books that kind of like go together, part one and part two. That's true, yeah. We're just doing this one in reverse order, so I think it won't be a big deal. And maybe future knowledge of the sequel will help us, you know. That's with, true, yeah. With the prequel. Well, we can only hope. Like, knowing that Anakin is Darth Vader would, you know, make the prequels, like, way different. That's true. Was it you I was talking with the other day? Quick sidebar. Like, if you had never seen Star Wars ever in your life, and you started watching them, and you watched them. I mean, this is a big debate, right, in what order you Mm, watch Star Wars. mm, mm -hmm. And a lot of people will say you have to watch 4, 5, and 6, and then 1, 2, and 3, and then 7, and 8, because that's how they were released. Right. But if you had never watched them, and you'd never heard anything, like, picture a little kid watching Star Wars for the first time, and you started with 1, 2, and 3, and then you got to Empire. Oh, and then there's that big reveal. When he's like, I am your father, and Luke's like, no! Like, that reveal would not have been right. as big, because you already knew that in episode three, but in the first three episodes, you had no idea that Anakin was going to become Darth Vader. Do you think that almost makes it, like, does it negate that moment? Like, does it make it laughable? Because people already pick on Luke enough for that reaction. 
And like, if you know it's already real, it's a genuine reaction for Luke in the story. I mean, absolutely, but it's like I'm not you would one of those be people. Way less but, shocked by right. one of the quote biggest reveals in the cinematic viewers. history. Yeah, that's true. You know, I escaped one time. From what? From a trunk. Yeah, you did. From We've talked about the this trunk before. of a car. Yeah, that was terrifying. Yeah, I'm, I hope I'm I hope this book did. doesn't have anything that scary, because let me tell you, trunks are freaky. And when you're locked inside of a trunk, it's even freakier. So don't do that. Well, just like you cracked the trunk of that car, how about we crack open this book and see what we have in store for us today? I'm so excited. All right, so let's come together, eh? Let's do it as Cherrick. Well, uh, we were right. This is definitely a prequel Absolutely. to Beyond Escape that we've read before. A lot of the same characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, Cherik, are on a secret spy mission to Dorado. So quick recap. The United States underwent a series of civil wars, has broken into three different like uh, state uh, countries. Yeah. It's, it's uh, 2045, by the way. 2045. So there's Rebellion. Which is everything east of the Mississippi. Yeah, and they're pretty pointless. They don't they don't do much. Yeah, and and it's a bunch a group of like minor city states that they yeah. aren't well organized. Yeah. And <coughs> and then there's Tortalia. Which is uh, yeah, which is where, where we're from. Where we hail from. Which is all the like northwestern kind of states. So like Colorado, kind of cutting across and and going north up into even some Canadian territories. Mm-hmm. And the capital of Tertalia is Denver. And then there's Dorado, which is all like kind of the southwest states and like California. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sorry, everybody. I'm getting over a little touch of the flu if I'm super coffee today. No excuses, Chad. <laughs> anyway, um, so we were on a spy mission in Dorado to find out their secret invasion plans to invade Tertalia. Yes. And we got caught. Totes. First, we we totally got the plans. Yes, and they did not suspect that we have their secret information. Right. They they thought they caught us before, you know, before we got it. Right. Jokes on them. Bazinga. Right. We already have them. Didn't even suspect us. Okay. So the Duran secret police arrested us. They put us in jail, and we, by happenstance really right. total luck managed to escape managed to escape the Duran jail uh, and so yeah. there's some people with us right so there's matt and mimla yes who are the people that we went after to save in the next book right so mimla is she's like a super key person in the Duran rebellion nope tertalian Tert- no the the rebellion forces in dorado so uh. there's there's a group of people in the Duraden Empire that are rebelling against Jurada. Oh, okay. Apparently I missed that part. I think so, she is so Tertallian, a... but she's leading these rebels in Dorado. Oh, okay. So she's not like a defector. She is She is a Tertallian, but she's leading... Leading the resistance. Gotcha. Within Dorado. Okay. Okay. And, and Matt's with her. Matt's her brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third person who's with us is a person named Haven, who's kind of basically a nerd. Um, 
he has, and he helps break the Duraden computer codes. Yeah, he's a computer nerd with thick glasses. Yeah, like, like, stereotypical computer nerd. So, our father, so, not to get too, like, structure of government. Right. But Tertalia is a democratic state with representatives led by a council of five. Five people lead the Tertalian, they're, like, Mm co-presidents. And our father is one of the Council of Five. And he really didn't want us to go on this mission. Really didn't, but we're like, we don't care, we're going anyway. Screw you, Pops! Which I think is exactly what we did in the next book. (laughs) But... (laughs) We're so rebellious. um, Anyway, so... He arranged for a plane... Right, to come rescue us. To come rescue us. So we're hiding out in a barn right now in a, on like a deserted ranch, essentially. Yeah. In Gallup? In Gallup, Texas. Gallup, New Mexico. New Mexico. You know the song? Gallup, New Mexico. What's that song? I know. Nope. It's like part of a song. Definitely. Get your kicks on Route 66. Is that the song? Maybe. Yeah, I think it is. Okay. I'll concede to that, because I have no idea. I wish I could remember more of it. So we're hanging out on this ranch, waiting for the plane. Mm -hmm. Um, The pilot's name is Bill, and we know him very well. He's a friend. And he's a half hour late. Everybody's getting a little antsy at this point. Yeah, WTF, Bill. (laughs) And Matt really wants to bail. He's like, we're sitting ducks out here. You know, we need to get out of this barn and and head back into town and, like, hide. And um, we're like, I don't know, Matt. I don't necessarily agree with you. Like, we can see a long ways. I know Bill. He's trustworthy. He'll get here. Right. We're not in a bad spot. Like, like we, we can see our surroundings pretty well if anybody's going to try and sneak up on us. Right. So, the choice that we're being faced with is if we decide to follow Matt's suggestion and return to town, turn to page 10. Or if we decide to wait another half hour on Bill, um, turn to page 15. You know, and there's no sign of the Gerard and Secret Police, no, but... but Matt, Matt has a feeling. He has a feeling, Matt and, and they, could, they could be there, but we should be able to have some kind of a warning. We should be able to see him coming. Is the idea that if we go back into town, we'll, like, blend in more? Because I feel like the town would be a more dangerous spot than a deserted ranch. Well, I would tend to agree with you, right? Like, we're in the middle of Dorado. Right. And... Like, I I guess my, my first instinct is it doesn't seem very wise to go back where there is, like, a population versus being on, like, the outskirts somewhere, hiding in a barn... Where but also, we... we have nowhere to go. True, but, like, somebody is supposed to come get us, right? Bill, we know Bill, unless something went terribly wrong, like, he's gonna show up. Like he flew into the side of a mountain. Well, that is always a possibility. It is cloudy. <laughs> well, that did not help us any, that's for sure. Or if you got shot down by aliens, which right. I think was also that same book. That was also that same book. <laughs> You're right, I forgot that we got shot down by aliens. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think we died three times on that We did. One. Horrible yeah, we did deaths. not do great. Uh, so, better luck this time, everyone. Fingers crossed. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't feel like going back into town is a good idea. Like, the only thing I can think of is there's probably more places to hide. Okay, but, but then what do we do? But they also, like, might be looking for us. Well, maybe we can get in touch with some of these, uh, with the rebels. You okay. know, maybe there's, okay. like, a rebel network mm. well, in Memo town would know. that we could tap into. Maybe we could, like, steal a van and drive our way back to Denver. Right. Last resort. We're in New Mexico, Denver, you know, yeah. it's probably, what, eight hours? Yeah-ish. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess my choice would be to let's just hang out. Let's wait another half an hour. I think a half hour is fair. Right? Then we can decide if we need to do I something I would much more rather try to get out by plane uh, yeah. than by, let's hoof it back to town and maybe get caught while we're walking. Right, yeah. Four strangers walking through New Mexico. Doesn't look suspicious at all. I mean, I guess that's how it got to the ranch in the first place. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think we should I hang out. I think we should just, like, noted not, like, concern noted. Right. But we're going to stick it out a little bit longer. This is our route. We have an escape plan. We should at least try a little bit longer to stick with it. Okay, let's do that. Um, we're going to wait another half hour, and we're going to turn to page 15. This is quite exciting, Chad. Yeah, it got really exciting. So we decided to wait it out, right? We're like, yo, Matt, look, let's just chill out a little bit. And, you know, it's not time to give up just yet. And Memla nods in agreement. So, like, we sit down in some hay. We chill out for a little bit. And we keep looking at Haven, who is, like, kind of uneasy and a little bit um, sketchy. I don't know. He's really nervous, and he keeps pulling out these, like, computer design, whatchamacallit, sketches sorting through them, putting them back in his pocket. He flashes a, uh, he flashes us a nervous smile, um, but we're kind of weirded out by it. I don't know. Like, maybe we can't totally trust yeah, this guy. Yeah, like, something's up with Haven, and I don't really know what it is. Well, for, like, the first thing that I want to know is, like, why is this computer geek dude on this mission with us? Like, why would he ever leave Tartaglia and, and come on this mission? Maybe we know. needed somebody to, like, crack the codes in the Duradan base? Yeah, I guess maybe that makes sense. But... Okay, so... Maybe he was just in jail with us. I don't know. So possible <laughs> red herring here. Possible, you know, p potential backstabbing. Yeah. Possibility. Possible. 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 I got a pinky in that one. Possibly a possibility. Okay. So um, we like take a quick snooze. And then the next thing we know, Matt's shaking us and he's like, hey, the plane's coming in. So we rush out of the barn. Way to go, Bill. Right? And we see this, um, this plane swooping down in here. Uh, it's a Windmaster, is what it's called, and it was designed in 2012. So, that's cool. I want one of these things. They probably exist, man. We I'm just don't know. I'm sure they do. Uh, it's a full-performance glider and power plane, and it uses, like, no gas once it's airborne, so it's super quiet. And, um... It can be flying all over us, and we have no idea. Right? It's like a... It's like a drone. It is like a drone. Brilliant. Um... So, like, it's covered in Duradan markings to make it, you know, like it's camouflage so that they won't be as suspicious. Um, but the plane bobbles coming to the ground and one of its wings almost scrapes the ground as it lands. And we're kind of cut off guard, like, why would it do that? Was it a crosswind, maybe? 
Um, but sure enough, the plane is able to land. And so then we all rush in and we toss all of our crap into the back of the plane. We'll worry about securing it later. And we run up to the front of the plane to see Bill. And Bill is slumped over the controls. And he's not really no, breathing. No, is he dead? Well, no, Chad. He's not dead. Oh. I don't think so, anyway. We, we think he's had a heart attack. That's still not good. He's very pale. Um, but I don't think he's dead. Okay, we check his pulse. Almost nothing. So he's barely alive. Um, is good. Yeah, no, it's not good. And we're like, well, we've had some glider training. Maybe we can fly this thing. And Matt says, well, I've had a little bit of power flight training. Maybe between the two of us, like, we can make this work. Or maybe we should forget the plane and take our truck. Apparently we drove in a truck to the Well, that ranch. makes a lot more sense than, like, yeah, us trying to walk through yeah, the yeah, desert. Definitely on foot. Yeah, so we could jump out and take the truck. Um, but then Mimla shouts from us, uh, shouts to us from the cabin. She's like, somebody's coming! And we look at the cockpit, and sure enough, there are some dust clouds in the distance approaching. They're still a little bit ways out, um, so we have to decide. We know they're driving troops, most likely, and so our decision is, if we decide to try our skill at piloting the Windmaster and flying out, we turn to page 9. Or, if we decide to take the truck and risk getting caught on the ground, we turn to page 16. Um, Chad, any thoughts on this one? My initial reaction, my, my gut reaction on this one is to try to fly the plane. You know how well that went last time. We did fly it. Yeah, we flew it into the mountainside. There was a storm and aliens and a lot of other extenuating circumstances. And I we won't argue with that, but at the same we time, like, the only one in that plane. what prevents it, you know, to happen again is all I'm asking. Nothing. Like, anything could happen at any given time. I guess that's true. And if we get in our truck and drive away, we have a, a lot of more potential to be captured. Or shot down by another plane, or, like, surrounded by tanks. I don't know. So either way, we're kind of maybe screwed. But I do feel like maybe you're right. Maybe we should try to give this flight uh, Like, it a seems like the bestest way... Perfect. ...for us to get out of here quickly. And it's, even if we only fly it for, like, a little ways and manage to, like, crash land and survive, mm -hmm. we've still put a lot of distance between us... And, you know, the Duraden prison we escaped from. So maybe, like, like even the, if we can the risks are worth do, the like, benefits. an hour in the plane, that is, like, three hours of driving. Okay. What if they have anti-aircraft missiles? I don't know. We're gonna die. What if they have rocket launchers? I don't know. They could have a lot of things. They could. It's 2045. That's Laser guns are probably a thing that exists. Laser sharks, maybe? <laughs> Flying laser Sh sharks? Flying laser sharks are probably... <laughs> that's, that's the most realistic sharks threat to us. Sharks lasers <laughs> on their heads. Maybe all we have to do is, like, get in the cockpit with Matt, and then both of us just start singing, I believe I can fly. Yes. I believe I, believe I can touch the sky. Gonna fly this plane right out of here. Get to Tertalia and drink a beer. You know, something like I that. I believe I can soar. <laughs> Don't shoot me down or I'm gonna roar. I believe I can fly. I believe I can fly. Over 
we're gonna fly. So we're gonna fly. Yeah. Let's fly out of here. We can't, we can't do that musical number and, and then, then get in the truck. Yeah, we're gonna take the truck, guys. <laughs> we're in a truck. No. I was gonna say, I believe I can drive. <laughs> Uh, no, there's like a way better country song about driving in a truck, I'm sure. I'm sure there's at least 20 country songs about driving in a truck, but we're not going to sing those. We're no, going to get... we're going to space yeah, jam it we're gonna... to page nine. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> okay. We well, flew. Yeah, we did. We got behind the controls... We checked all of the all of the gauges and the readings and, and, and went over yeah. everything with Matt, our co-pilot. What were some of the gauges that we checked, <sighs> Eric? Well, Chad, let me tell you, picking on me, <laughs> altimeter, and then I said variometer, which I instantly knew was incorrect, but Chad laughed at me and said verometer. <laughs> You jerk. <laughs> okay, we can move on. <laughs> that was just the one I wanted to make sure everybody knew about. <laughs> well, thanks. There were fuel gauges and engine temperature and throttle controls and so on. And once we went over all of that, we uh, throttled up and we shot out of that sandy desert. And uh, we rapidly climbed to 17,000 feet. And now we're flying through a lot of cumulus clouds, right? And we're heading over... Or, sorry, we're heading toward the Sangre de Cristo Mountains. Uh, and so, like, once we get up to 17,000 feet, we're a little stressed out, and we're getting worried, and we're pale, and Matt notices, and he's like, dude, take a break. Like, I got this. I got these controls for now. Um, we're worried, and we know that at this, at this level, and with all these clouds, like, there could be turbulence anywhere hiding among here, little pockets of, of, uh, of uncontrolled air. And uh, the wings could just snap off of this plane so sure. yeah so we're a little freaked out but matt's and, like look dude. especially chad and eric because like we definitely flew this plane into a mountain yeah before. i mean this is exactly the 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 kind of weather that got us dead in the first place yeah so like cloudy can't see where you're going possibility of turbulence straight into a mountain boom yeah so and naturally are no joke seriously yeah neither are the sangre de cristo Mountains, you know, which is what they're called. Are so, those a real thing? I don't know. I won't look it up now. Okay. I'm curious. We'll Google it later. I'm sure it's a real thing. Or it's a real thing in 2045. It doesn't matter. They might they're mountains. They're terrifying to fly over. So, we're like, hey, um, maybe we shouldn't go straight to Denver. Because I'm kind of feeling like this is pretty dangerous. So maybe we should circle around for a while. The clouds around us are like really kind of violent and well, okay, they have the potential to be violent. So like we're a little nervous naturally as we've experienced this sort of thing before. And Matt, um, Matt's like, well, look, I get your point, but we've got a lot to lose. You know, Bill needs to see a doctor. He's not going to get better by himself. And like what? If we just circle around, like, what if they find us? I'm sure they know that that was us that took off on this plane since they were already on our trail. Like, does it make much sense to just wait around versus taking our chances and flying straight home to Denver, right? So, uh, that's our choice. If we decide to follow Matt's instincts and fly straight to Denver, we turn to page 24, 
and if we decide to follow our instincts and circle while we examine the possibilities, we turn to page 22. Mm. Uh, I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of me that agrees with Matt on this one. Yeah? Like, I know that we did die last time when we flew through the clouds and stuff. Uh, but we do have a lot to lose, man. I feel like we can't just dilly-dally around here up in the sky. First of all, we don't have unlimited fuel. Well, wait, do we have unlimited fuel? We use very little fuel once we're at altitude. Okay, so obviously that's not really a concern, so I'm going to just uh, pretend I did not say that. But for reals, though, Bill is not in a good situation. If we do just circle around for a couple of hours, there's a good chance we're going to lose him. Um, and there's a good chance the Duradans might potentially find us. Um, do you feel like, okay, the mountain range that we're in, is this in Tertalia or in Dorado? I imagine it's in Dorado. Okay. I mean, maybe it's like the northern part of Dorado. Maybe we have to just cross these mountains to get back to Denver. Maybe, yeah. Like, it's like maybe like the southern part of, of the Rocky Mountains or something like that. I guess that's an interesting point. Isn't like... I'm just was wondering, like, is there a closer Tertalian... Like, once we get into, like, Tertalian airspace, aren't we free and clear no matter where we go? Yes. I would say theoretically, theoretically, yes. Are you thinking, like, shoot across, like, the southern part? Why do we then, have to cross then, the mountains? As in like, bank why... north once we hit, like, Oklahoma? Sure. Or, like, why don't we just keep going north and, like land in you know wyoming or idaho or montana or wait but that would then then we're we're shooting past denver why, why would we go past denver well that's the capital it's not the only city in all of tortalia right but why wouldn't why wouldn't we wyoming's not that far well, like we, if we're than worried denver. about crossing mountain we wouldn't have to cross a mountain range to do this I'm saying you get on the western slope and you like find a town Oh, you're talking, okay, like flying north along the mountains versus flying over them to get to Denver. And we're at, what, 17,000 feet? There's no mountain that's that high. It doesn't exist. Maybe it doesn't, 2045. Maybe, but doubtful. Oh, I'm just saying. I like, mean, mountains get, do they get, mountains don't, maybe there was like an earthquake, I guess. Right, yeah, and volcanoes. Like a major earthquake. We don't know what happens. That's a solid 28? 28 years. 27. I was close. So, <laughs> I forgot it was 2018. <laughs> oh yeah, it's February. Okay. Yeah. Time to get real about that. Um, Happy Heart Day, everybody. <laughs> kiss your loved ones. It's Bruintine's Day here and at don't Church forget Studios. to give us chocolates. <laughs> yeah, dump chocolates for everybody, you guys. Yeah! It's the one day of the year my obsession makes a hell of a lot of sense. Socially acceptable. <laughs> yeah. They say 10 a day keeps the doctor away. Chocolates forever! Okay. Anyway, back to this thing. Like, I'm with you, kind of. Like, I see the po I see Matt's point. Like, we need to get to Denver kind of at all costs. It is probably the closest major city where we can get help. You know? Mm -hmm. I think we're flying high enough in the air... Barring some catastrophic failure, like, we shouldn't have much of a problem. Well, I do think we need to, like, try to get into Tertalian. Right. We shouldn't just be circling around in Dorado. 
Right. Like, yeah. that's just, like, begging for someone to shoot us down. Totes. So I think let's go with Matt and go try to go to Denver. I mean, I'm in. What were... What was the page? Um, Matt's instincts are 24, and Cherrick's instincts are 22. Yeah, I'm going with Matt on this one. I mean, me too, man. I feel like usually we like to follow our own instincts. I think now it's it's good that we're trusting somebody else. But I feel like we're learning, you know? Well, we're growing. We'll see, because if this choice leads us on a dark path, then maybe we won't learn. Maybe we'll be like, never trusting anyone ever again. Last episode, we went against our instincts and went to talk to the professor and got sent back in time and... And we did not find our friend Tom. Oh, that most definitely not. <laughs> so, we'll see. Shit went downhill from there, my friend. We'll see what happens. Okay, well, we're going to turn to page 24. Eric, can I ask you a question? Uh, yes, Chad. Do you have any uh, formal pilot training? Well, I'm glad you asked for that. There was actually a time when I have absolutely no former pilot training. This would be really helpful if, like, one of us had taken, like, one, like, pilot class. Do you think this, this could be, like, do you want to be a millionaire? Like, could we phone a friend really quickly? Do we have any friends who are pilots? I mean, I know a guy back in Indiana who's a, who's a pilot. He's a, he's a really big plane aficionado. Well, that one of I... the kids from my uh, church youth group. Flies planes now. Really? Yeah. How old is this kid? He's like 19. Well, I'm sure he knows a lot more than we do about flying planes. Yeah, because he's actually flown one by himself. Dab. It's done. Give I me give me the phone number. Definitely don't have his number. Well, okay. So, um, but that would be really helpful I right now. I guess we're like, just going to have to do this on, on our own. Like, the 2018 bucket list. Like, <laughs> learn how to fly. Like, learn how to fly a plane in case we're reading another RA book where we have to make a choice like this. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, well. expand, at least read a freaking book on it, you know? <laughs> Is there a pamphlet? Like, how to fly, like, dummies, I'm sure there, yeah, dummies like, guide how, to flying How to fly planes. a plane for dummies, yeah. It's got to be a thing. Or, what's that website, like... How do you do stuff.com? That's a thing. Yeah, yeah, how it works. Or I don't remember. There's a thing. It's like oh. how to. Anyway, I'm sure we can watch some YouTube here's what happens. This is definitely what I, I would totally YouTube this. <laughs> okay. Here's, here's the thing we're flying. Yeah, we are. We decide to go to Denver directly. So many other factors weighing into this that we didn't even think about. We have secret Gerard and information that, that we has, did not even talk about that. Has right. to get there. Mimla very strongly agrees with Matt on this one. Of course one. she does. She's like, we have to, you know, continue the fight against the Gerard and brutality at any risk. Those brutal totalians. Okay, but here's the thing that oh, wait. I mean, we were Duradans. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Was that? Dad, was that the you computer? That. Was that the computer guy talking? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> He's been kind of quiet. He has been. Okay. He's probably terrified of flying. Here's the thing that we've been terrified about this entire time, though. Mm. So we're flying through some like dense cumulus clouds. Right. This There's is a what gave lot, us that hesitation in the first lot place. of turbulence. Yep. And and the this plane is great at gliding, but it's fairly fragile. Mm. Like. A decent amount of turbulence could, like, rip the wing off. Like, they're giant, really long wings. Right. Like a great wingspan. Like the albatross of wingspans when it comes to planes. Ooh, you nice. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
So the decision is like we could climb higher to get above the clouds, mm -hmm. potentially facing more turbulence right. as we climb. Or we could descend below the clouds into clearer air, but also now we're in like hitting a mountain range. Like, mm. you know, we're mm. like, mm -hmm. we're like low enough to be like, oh, there's a giant mountain and we ran right into it. Like you and I have been worried about this right. entire yeah. podcast. Just, you know, have some, having some flashbacks here. So our choice is if we descend, turn to page 37, or if we climb, turn to page 30. What do you think, Eric? Oh my God. Um, okay, I have a couple thoughts. Uh-huh. Personally, I think I like I feel like I would be more comfortable knowing that I'm in control of the plane to go below the clouds and see the mountains, right? Like I like I guess to me like that seems like it's a more viable option because I feel like I'm in more control of that. Which is probably totally false. Um, also, on that note, below the clouds, I feel like also gives us more of a chance to be seen and to be shot down. True. So, like, we will be more vulnerable to attack by the Duradans below the clouds. I do believe. I would agree with you on that. Um, Both points. It's... I feel like it's just the uncertainty of flying above the clouds and the possibility of turbulence because I've been on some planes, Chad. I've been on some planes, and it's a rare flight that I don't like. We don't encounter some sort of turbulence at some point, whether it be mild or pretty intense. So, like, I feel like the possibilities of us getting above the clouds without turbulence uh -huh. of any sort. It just seems a little far-fetched to me. And that's a but little terrifying. But is it like turbulence that we can handle? Right. Or, or turbulence we... that's going to snap our wings and we crash and die. And how do we know like below this thick bank of clouds there isn't like a raging thunderstorm? Well, I guess that's a good point. There are cumulus clouds. It wasn't raining on the ranch, but it could be raining over the mountains. It could be snowing. It could be snowing. It could be a whiteout blizzard. <sighs> Smack bang crash fountain. Death. I, well, neither of these options sound very good, Chad, so I think we should just not do either of them. Why don't we just stay at our current level and, like, see what happens? <laughs> well, because we don't have that choice, unfortunately. Uh, page 24 is now the end. All right, can't we just be there already? <laughs> can't you just uh, say, you had oh, a wonderfully Eric, safe I trip to, to Colorado. I, I forgot to tell you about Secret Choice 3, where... <laughs> Behind Secret Choice number 3. You just go straight to Denver without any consequence. And win $20,000. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I don't know, man. I somewhere out, Somewhere out there, Moose is probably not listening, and... And he's telling us... Did you say Moose? Yeah, that's the pilot kid from my youth group. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. I was like, Moose? There's a Moose out there listening? I hope that's like his call sign. <laughs> yeah. It definitely was his nickname. It'd be a sick call sign. Well, that, that's true. Moose, I'm, send us your wisdom. I'm inclined to climb. I was kind of feeling that myself, honestly. Like, after talking everything out, I'm like, I don't really... Maybe like, going below the clouds yes, is a bad Yes, but, idea. like, one, being spotted mm. and, like, possibility of, like, 
attack by the Duradans, knowing that just on the same page we said the most important thing is to get this information to Dorado. Right. Or to tour to Talia. Right. At any cost. Hmm. Okay. Let's chance the turbulence, man. I think we can handle it. I hope so. I have faith in us. Do you? Good. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that half of us does. Gotta have faith. Faith. That I can rock your body. Rock your body. That anybody yeah. got a body like you. Get it, Chad, because I don't know what you're singing. It's, it's like a George Michael. Oh, okay. Wham. Uh huh. And also, uh, it was covered in the 90s by Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever heard a song by Limp Biscuit. Well, you should hear this one because it's a pretty decent cover. All right, we'll play it after the podcast is over. Okay, we'll play it at the end. <laughs> It'll be our new exit music. <laughs> Maybe if we can get the copyright. They can be like our our um, music guest star, like all the talk shows have. Oh, now sure. live on Cherik is Limp Biscuit performing. <laughs> Gotta have faith. <laughs> <laughs> Except not really. <laughs> I don't even think they're a thing anymore. Because uh, they're not a thing, and we don't have a budget for that, so sorry, I folks. I mean, they're probably not expensive to get. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, why? Because nobody hears about Limp Biscuit anymore? <laughs> okay, let's turn to page 30. Let's turn to page 30 and see what happens. Page 30! Ugh. Okay. It was going so well. It was. It, I mean, it still is. No cause for alarm. That's... All right? Well, like, let's a, little not, bit, a little bit of a cause let's, for alarm. Let's, let's not, like... We're not going to freak, but, like... Freak out know. quite yet. Freak out! Yeah, I know that one, too. Okay, so... We, <laughs> we have decided to climb through the clouds, and we do very successfully, and we breach the clouds, and the sunlight streaks through the cabin and immediately warms us, right? Love. And gorgeous. It's like, gorge. Oh, my gosh. Yes, exactly. Like, we made a great decision, and Matt's like, oh, my gosh, I hope the whole flight's like this. And we're thinking, yeah, it'll be great until we have to lower back into the clouds when we get to Denver. And that's when having Bill would have been super helpful. Like, landing the plane is probably the hardest yeah. part of the plane. Yeah, but, you know, if Laverne and Shirley can do it, so can we. Um, Preach. Anyway, uh, suddenly, Memla calls out from the back. She's like, look, look! And we look to our left. Uh, no, wait, we look to our 2 o'clock, which is, I guess, to the right. Yep. <laughs> Figured that one out. Ba-boom. Check. And uh, there are three prop planes about six miles to our right. Uh, and there are uh, Dorado planes. Like the, the green and blue emblem, clear as day, Dorado planes. And we're like, where did they come from? Do they know that, they're, that we're here? And Matt scans them with binoculars. And he's like, I don't think they've seen us, but they probably will at any moment. What are our chances if we outrun them? And so, like, we estimate that obviously we're like six miles away from them. We're hovering right over the cloud cover. The wind is with us, and we're at full throttle, and we're probably going 150 knots. Um, Which, again, 
wish I had any frame of reference on that. Seems fast. I think it's pretty fast. I think like boats can maybe go like 40 knots if it's the same kind of knots as, as airspeed knots. Okay. Uh, which I, I honestly don't know, but like why would you use the same word if it's different? But again, it is English, so who knows what that means? Is knots like tied to like nautical miles? Is it like 40 knots would be kind of like 40 miles... 40 nautical miles an hour. I feel like one of the books kind of touched on that. It's very different spelling. Like knots is like, not like, like, yeah, yeah, like, like you're tying a knot. Knots and not yeah, versus like yeah. nautical. Right, um, but. I don't, yeah, again, I don't know. Moose, you got us? Yeah. You got us on this one, Moose? Can you call Moose? Please, just, why aren't you listening to this live broadcast right now when no one else can hear it? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, we have to make a choice, of course. Of course we do. If we decide to make a run for it, like, all we have to do is cross into Tertullian airspace, right? Right, and then we have friends, we have help. We do, but we know that the patrol planes will probably follow us there anyway, and if we duck back into the clouds, there's potential they'll just circle around until we come back out, if that's what we decide to do. So, if we try to outrun the patrol planes, we turn to page 57. If we duck back into the clouds, we turn to page 52. Um, well, I'll tell you what, Chad, there's, like, I really don't like going backwards. And I feel like ducking back into the clouds after just making the decision to go out of the clouds feels like going backwards. It does. And I agree with you. I hate to do the same thing, like, twice. But I feel like maybe it is the wise decision. If they haven't spotted us yet, all we have to do is dip back into these clouds. And they don't even know that we're there. Yeah. Like, the sooner we duck back in, the better. Here's what I feel like everybody is, like, failing to remember. Our plane is also marked with Duradin markings. I mean, we're flying a Tertullian plane, but as far as they're concerned, it's just another Duradin plane. Like... Unless the guys who were, like, chasing us to the barn, like, like, saw us take off in this Duraden, like, wind talker, speeder, whatever it was called, and, and they figured it out, and the jig's up. I just, there's probably a decent chance they're not just going to come in and start shooting at us. We could probably give them our outdated but still valid Imperial codes. <laughs> <laughs> We're all fine here, down here, uh, South Block 1138. We're all fine here. <laughs> no need to follow us. These Imperial Codes are about six or seven years old, but they're still in the system. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can let them through. <laughs> let, let them pass. Let them pass. Well, I mean, heck, if that's, you, a, if you know that's I, as easy like, as Like, we could easily, like... BS our way, probably out of like a dogfight. Maybe. We're, we're not in a plane to get into like a dogfight. No, and we're not a skilled pilot. No. So if we do get into a dogfight against three prop planes, my guess is we're going down in flames. Probably. 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 <laughs> 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 that was a good one. That was a good one. Oh. <laughs> 
Uh, so where does that put us? Well, I don't know. Probably nowhere, but... <laughs> we have to make a decision. I mean, um, um, I see your point, though. Like, ducking into the clouds, like, maintains our, like... Anonymity? Anonymity? Anonymity. Anonymity. No, like, our... Whatever. Disguise or, like... This anonymity right. is not the word I was looking for, but you know what I mean. Right. We will be hidden from the planes. Correct. And they, good chance, might not even see us fly right by. Right. I feel like maybe that's what we should do. Also, decent chance that once we duck back into the clouds, then we're back in the whole, like, turbulence, we might hit a mountain business. But it feels like that's... A better chance, maybe, than just staying above the clouds where we were for sure going to be spotted. And, yeah. And their prop planes probably, I'm guessing, can't do 150. Mm -hmm. um, probably can't go fast enough to catch us. That's true. We are probably the faster plane. Maybe, I mean, we're a glider. I wouldn't say gliders are fast. Well, I mean, all we have to know is if... Prop planes can go 150 knots. They'd have to go more than 150 knots. They're six miles away. If they can only match our speed, we're in the clear. Well, I mean, is that six miles behind us? It's six miles to our two o'clock. So, like, they're flying in tandem with us, essentially, just six miles away. Oh. So, like, all they'd have to do is swoop like, to turn. the, like, swoop to the left. <laughs> Dank left. And then we're toast. <laughs> so. I see you. Actually, technically at 2 o'clock, they might even be ahead of us, which is maybe why they haven't spotted us. Yeah. A little bit. So if we... Um, interesting. This is a doozy. It is. I, I wish I could tell you that one of the Dove chocolates I ate provided any kind of Chad, def help. desperate times call for desperate measures. I'm going to open one right now, and I'm hoping that uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to provide... Just what we're looking for. Okay, let's go ahead. Do okay, it. everyone, here's here it is. I'm sure you can hear it. You can always hear the the you profound opening of the Dove chocolates. You could cut that part out. Nope, it's too late now. <laughs> I'm I'm talking over it. <clears throat> oh, I got like a paragraph here. Oh, I hope it's a good one. Um, <laughs> it's very helpful, Chad. Okay. Be more loquacious. Starting with learning the word loquacious. I've already had that dove chocolate and learned the word loquacious. What does it mean? It means to speak eloquently. Yeah, that's not very helpful. <laughs> not even a little bit. I'll tell you what, though, this chocolate's really tasty. Oh, well, at least we got that going for us. Darn it, dove. I don't know. Let's duck in the clouds. Okay. Let's try to be a spy and... And take cover. That's the word I was looking for. Take cover! You know, in the clouds. At least maybe for a little while. And we can, like, dip back up to mm. see if they go away. Mm -hmm. Like, keep this kind of just barely in the tops of the clouds maneuver going. We should be high enough. To hopefully not run into a mountain. <laughs> hopefully not run into a mountain. Okay. Let's do it. Hopefully they don't do it, and then like we're both in clouds and like crash. But whatever, I don't know. It's but gonna be great. I have gonna, a really great feeling about this. We're gonna duck into the clouds. Duck and cover.
Wow. Yeah. That was a thrilling, thrilling escapade. Yeah, we win. We win! <laughs> it's not the end, it's only just the beginning. That's the truth. Here's what happened. Clearly, we've reached an ending in the book. This is true. Um, but... Yeah, we're not very good at keeping that a secret. No, and we never are, but that's yeah. okay. Um, so we're like, we dip into the clouds, and we're like, okay, this is, you know, best course of action. Mm-hmm. Shortly after we dip into the clouds, we hear a message come over the radio, and, and it's the Tortalian Freeland radio base. And they're like, send us your identification codes. We have you on our radar. Uh-oh. And we're like, part of us is like, yay, home. And, but also part of us is like, this could just be Duradans, you know, like, putting on a ruse. Mm, the old ruse. And, and they're like, send over your identification codes so we know that you're not, you know, an enemy. And we're like, so we scramble around, you know, and we find a pouch that has the codes in it. And we give the pouch to Matt and we're like, kind of look around and take a pulse. And we're like, Matt, you think, I mean, good idea. Give him the codes. And he's like, yeah. And we're like, Mems. And she's like, yeah, give him the codes. Can't hurt, man. And like all of us forgot about Haven. <laughs> Yeah, quote, nobody asked him. Quote from the book. He is like a piece of baggage, a nervous piece of baggage. Like, that's a little rough. A little rough on poor Haven. <laughs> All right. Well, you know. Yeah, we haven't so, heard much. So about we him. speak the code, and um, part of which was the word Padme, which I liked. Yeah. Was like, Padme? Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, then, like, a minute passes. And another 30 seconds pass. Oh my God, how long are they going to take? And we haven't heard back. And we feel fear creeping into us. Turn around. Turn around right now. And was like, maybe this was a hoax. Maybe they've already launched the missiles that are screaming at our direction. We're going to explode. And then we hear a message on the radio. Confirmed. Code's confirmed. Whew. This is the Tertallian Air Base. Repeat. Identification code Mandala. And uh, and we're like, whoo. And then so we land. It's a little shaky landing. The plane's not great by the time we're done, but we're all safe. Yeah, you know, we kind of come out a little sharp. We bank right. The yeah, wing flies we, we off. snap a wing. Anyway. Scratches against the ground. You know, the, the, the climactic ending. The climactic, like, everybody's safe, but the plane's totally effed, like, yeah. crash landing. Well, if Bill hadn't had a freaking heart attack. Bill gets immediate medical attention. We give everybody the plans. Like, Mims is already off planning another act attack. Against the Duradans, and you know, for now, you know, all's well that ends well. So safe, so good. We got those codes, <laughs> but like, <laughs> we look around the cabin, and 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 it just this is this is the part that, and maybe if we decide to do another ending, which we can talk about in a minute, like something's up with Haven because like here in the middle of of towards the end. It says, after we get the confirmation, you know, that they're the good guys, we look around the cabin, like, everyone's happy, everybody's smiling, and it says, only Haven is not grinning. And you're like, what's wrong with him anyway, you wonder? Like, 
Okay. Who you know, is Haven? You know what I'm thinking? What's up with him? Why is he being all nervous and twitchy? Like, why? There's a lot of unanswered questions in my head when it comes to Haven. Here's what I'm thinking. The Duradans wanted us to escape back to Tertalia because they've replaced the real Haven with a robot Haven. And he's going to screw everything up now that he's in Tertalia and think, like we all think he can be trusted, but he's going to do some major crap. He's going to screw everything up. That's clearly what's going on here. I wish I owned that other book. Beyond Escape. Because wasn't there like a super dangerous spy from Dorado in the beginning of that book that escaped? Yes. But I don't think it was Haven. I think that was a... I think it was a woman. Mm. I think it was a woman. That was the choice that we took, right? We like decided to chase, to chase after, after her, her and alien shot us. Down. us. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens at a left field is like one of R.A.'s favorite endings. They're like, oh, guess what, guys? Like, well, just gonna put some aliens in here. It's fine. Aliens. One of my favorite Nick Cage movies. Well, it's not my favorite because of this <laughs> but it was like the movie and it was called was it knowing i knew you're gonna say that because that movie took a real weird right like yeah just just derailed. i think it was called knowing yeah. and it, it was like really interesting mm -hmm. and like i was super into it and then we like get to, to the climactic conclusion of yeah. the movie and, and it was like freaking aliens. children take yeah the children go with the aliens yeah and the it's new like world. And i'm like freaking aliens you and, guys and the whole world explodes i'm like really yeah. aliens yeah like this is the best we could come up with yeah. like this whole movie and then it's just like no aliens like you know rescued a few select humans i remember seeing that movie actually it's in, like in the, the last mimsy or something i don't know i don't know why my friend clarissa and i went to see it but we were totally like we're gonna go check out this movie it and looked super cool we were like it's not gonna be scary at all and then i remember kind of being scared it was mm -hmm. pretty suspenseful it's pretty intense no it was it's a it was a good movie until the end yeah the end was definitely kind of out of left field anyway but uh i mean I feel like we've accomplished everything that we set out to accomplish, Chad. I don't think that we need to go back to do anything. You're not even the slightest bit curious. About Haven? About Haven? Well, I mean, look, even if we do go back to a choice, the chances that Haven is going to, like, reveal himself to be some sort of something is... I feel like it's pretty remote. Okay. I mean, if you're really feeling like... We set out to do a goal, to do a task, and we've accomplished said task I've, successfully. I feel like we certainly have. And, I've, and you have no further curiosities. I mean... That could potentially be answered about why this guy was not happy that we landed. Okay, well, what choice would you go back to to try and find that out? I mean, it could be anything. Maybe instead of going straight to Denver, we could circle in round and examine. Would be the only one that I could foresee some sort of plot line that Haven comes like into play. I just feel like we use his like computer expertise for something. We we let everyone on this super massive hour and a half long pod last time. <laughs> And 
we, that was a journey. And we totally that was a journey that we all went on together. We, and we totally crushed this one. It was and it's like it's gonna be average podcast length. All right. I feel like we we accomplished our goal. It wasn't like we were still searching for Tom, who was never even going to show up in our story because he was dead. Like we got the plans for the Duradan attack back at Tertalia, and sure, Haven's a little sketch, but like goal accomplished, man. There's a good chance that the only thing, the only way Haven comes into this is if we would have like went to town instead of right. On the that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, maybe if we had gotten on a truck and gone into town, then like maybe he would have done something to screw us if he was even any sort of a spy. Yeah, who knows? I'll admit, he's a little bit of a sketchy character. I just will say, if any of you listeners out there are at all suspicious about Haven as well. He's pretty suspicious. And and you would like us to potentially, at some point, revisit this shady (laughs) character. I almost curse, but I feel like... We have done a very good job on this podcast. That's true. I'm not cursing. I, I don't I've, think I've cursed once. I think I've said one curse word. Last time, I feel like I've used my curse words for the month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put that money in the curse <laughs> jar, the swear jar. I I did, and I bought an Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, there was my money in there, too. Yeah, well, sorry. I'll let you look at it. Um, Next time we're buying a Lego set. Okay, deal. Okay, buddy. (laughs) Sure thing. Okay, Uh, buddy. Okay, no, that's fine. We'll we'll leave it here. But I'm just saying, if any, like, shoot us, shoot us, me, Chad, a note on Facebook. For sure. Drop us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, hit us up. Um, And... And, you know, if back by popular demand, maybe. <laughs> Escape. Or just maybe because it's really going to bug me for a while. That's potentially true. I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight. I probably will, too. But I'm just like, you know, this one is going to, I feel like, come. I feel, I feel very accomplished. Like, we did it, man. We did do we it. We did every, endings every we found, darn choice. We found yeah. a good one. Maybe we're getting too good at this. Although last time we really sucked it up. <laughs> so, gonna take that back. Yeah. Uh, felt really confident for a moment, and then I deflated once I realized the last couple of books went really awry, and our super adventure we turned into a B. Um, that seemed like a great decision at the time. <laughs> such a good idea! Uh, was not. Hive mind. So. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. Do you feel like that's where they got that from? The hive mind? Like a hive mind. Like the Borg, but also Beehive. Oh, well, pro- oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, like Queen Bee. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Anyway. That's what the uh, the Wraith are like on Stargate Atlantis. You know, they got that queen, You, the, you the started queen Atlantis, did oh, you? Oh, God. I'm, <laughs> started? I'm almost done with it. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Okay. Uh, All right. Let's wow. call it. Yeah. We've been rambling for a while. Dunzo, our favorite thing to do. Thank you for listening to these ramblings. And, Thanks uh, to our friends who helped make this podcast happen. Absolutely. And thank you all for listening. Now, I feel like that was a really great book. Um, yeah. I'm, I, really, that's a fun I'm one. really glad that we did that. And uh, until next time, y'all, peace, love, and 
Cherry. Cherry.